Oh, welcome. Oh, is that, that's <laughs> that was horrible. Welcome to episode one of uh, Treem, uh, Trash Rules Everything Around Me, the podcast all about trash TV and popular culture with me, Nick. And me, Josh. Uh, we're focusing first on Love Island, the national sensation, the thing that everyone's talking about. Uh, and we're starting off with uh, a recap of the first three days in the villa. First 72 hours of love. And it's been pretty much a roller coaster so far it's been very enjoyable josh have you found it um <laughs> um simultaneously the most exciting and boring show i've ever watched okay it's one of these <laughs> shows that can exist in both planes i think i know it's beautiful i think it really encapsulates the duality of man you know we want to create we want to destroy we want to be entertained yet we want to rest uh, we want to fuck and we also want to be in the friend zone. Exactly. So I think in terms of uh, excitement building, so I'd be pretty excited, but I don't think either of us have excited as the official uh, Love Island podcasters who are giving us a bit of a run for our money. Um, There's this... an official Love Island podcast. It's called Love Island the Morning After. Um, and I think it was like number one podcast on iTunes. Um, although we're not too far behind, Josh. Where did we get up to yesterday? Uh, well, today we're at number 23. What, in the UK or is that just TV and film? TV and film. Okay. But still, that's still pretty good. 23. Thanks to all of you out there listening, getting us up them rankings. Absolutely. I think the only way Absolutely. that we could validate this time is that we got somewhere <laughs> on some charts uh, and if you'd like to help us continue climbing um you could do us a huge favor subscribe to the podcast like it uh, and in itunes just uh just click on the old rate button leave us a little review just give us a cheeky five stars you don't even have to mean it you could do absolute bits and leave us a five star review uh <laughs> what we will do to incentivize because obviously why would you do this unless you know there's a reason um Leave a funny review and we'll read them out on air. Obviously. Uh, you know, that's that's definitely reason enough to do it. Um, okay, Josh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you some of uh, the official Love Island podcast. Um, and I want you to see if you think their reactions are acceptable. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, so. By Kellogg's Cornflakes. OMG, man alive, what just happened? So that that's that's the main presenter. That's that's the first bit, and then uh, Kem comes in uh, in a second. Oh, I've heard of Kem. Can you believe this is the brand new Love Island podcast? I'm so excited. It's not just me, my partner in crime, Kem Setney. What just happened? I'm having heart palpitations over here. Can you breathe yet? I actually can't. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I nearly fell over. I couldn't believe it. Okay, well that's us. Now, <laughs> I I love Love Island, and I think that you know. 
I've shown that so far. Um, yeah. I think that that is. I've never watched a show and literally got heart palpitations. Um, I don't think I've ever. Have I squealed? Maybe. I care. Uh, so I used to do the social media for Game of Thrones, and I got to watch one episode about a month ahead of it going out. For any Game of Thrones fans out there, it was the Mountain versus the Viper. And at the end of that episode, you might remember, someone gets their head smashed in with bare fists. Mm. And this is this is probably the most visceral reaction I've ever had to a show. I couldn't get up. I just sat there in stunned silence, staring ahead and thinking about all the wrong turns I'd made in my life. And then got really, really sad about all the conversations Oberyn wasn't going to have with his family and all this stuff. Anyway, it's boring. But I think you can have you can have a very like visceral reaction to a show. But I would not have a visceral reaction to this show. Yeah, and I mean, so that that clip I played you was was uh, after the first night. So when they cut away so we didn't know Adam's decision on who he was going to couple up with. Yeah. So not even a really uh, kind of dramatic or momentous moment. We didn't even know who he picked. I mean, obviously, you know, we we know he went on to pick someone who no one expected, um, which which would have generated that reaction. But, you know, I guess suspense, leaving people wanting more is, is even better, I guess, in this case. <laughs> Speaking of heart palpitations, obviously what actually made our pulses race was uh, Adam's decision to uh, break up a couple that we predicted uh, off the bat, Josh. We did. Straight away we noticed that two people who like Harry Potter might like each other. And as a man who thinks that uh, the kind of veneration of a children's book is quite vulgar and crass uh, in this age... Um, I was annoyed at the amount of Harry Potter puns, um, and it is really upsetting. Yeah, I mean the the fact that you know he was muggled off when Adam uh, coupled up with Kendall, um, and he kept repeating it, kept kept labouring that joke. It really, it really, you know, Nile was an early favourite, but that really put me off him. So it it seems like he's trying to really make it a thing, mm. but Pottermore, the online repository for all things Harry Potter, run by. JK Rowling and her team or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did a tweet. They tweeted about it with hashtag Muggled Off. So they're really leaning into this. In fact, I've noticed everyone leaning into this on Twitter. Even Claude from The Apprentice. Ballsy Claude Littner really going in. He uh, He's actually shown himself to be quite the legend over the last couple of days. Uh, some of his Love Island tweets have been absolutely exceptional. Um... For an old bald man, he's uh, he's really got some views, isn't he? I know, especially for someone who looks like they should be full gammon. Mm. It seems like he's uh, full bladden. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 a witty and educated man, though, isn't he? I think he is, Claude. Yeah. Um, he is. But this I mean... isn't the Claude Littner podcast. This is the Love Island podcast, or nice. it's the Trash TV podcast, focusing on Love Island. Nice, nice. Um. Yeah, I really thought Kendall and, and Niall had something there. They did have chemistry, early chemistry. And I think, you know, he obviously, I'd say, probably has the best chat in the villa. 
Um, yeah. I think he actually knows how to talk to women and make them laugh and, and tell jokes um, and actually kind of have a bit of discussion. I mean, we'll, we'll get onto all the other couples, but I think so far the, the kind of level of banter from the boys is, is pretty weak. Very, um, just subpar. Yeah, yeah, very bad. Um, and he actually seems to have it. And, and Kendall really, you know, as Haley kind of pointed out the, this evening uh, on Wednesday's show, she really kind of was happier and gigglier before she went for Super Hunk Adam. It's like your mum's always been telling you, is you know, it's not what's on the outside, it's what's inside that counts. <laughs> what a very heartwarming and cynical <laughs> thing to say, Josh. Um, I know. And yeah, I mean, I think it, it's an absolutely... It's a, it's a fascinating case into it, isn't it? That, you know, you, people match up with someone and they seem to be having a great time and they say, well, I've, I've never been about the looks. And then the looks come and then instantly you go for the looks. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, does it pay off in the end? Only time uh, will tell. Only time will tell. But I would think not, seeing as Adam has been revealing himself to be the scum... Of the fucking earth. Wow. That is a ballsy reading. I mean, second only to Isle and Alex, mm-hmm. who are just, like, subhuman. But... <laughs> but Adam. Um, so why, why is he the scum of the earth, Josh? Please enlighten the listeners. For, well, basically, I'm basing it all on that one comment when he was like, oh, come on, if we kiss now, we won't have to spoon later. Mm. Slightly manipulative. Slightly manipulative. Um, a bit like, oh, uh, it's a bit like a teenager being like, oh, I know you don't want to have sex yet, but if you give me a blowjob, then we won't have to have sex for a while because you'll have, you'll have curbed my primal urges. Mm. You know what I mean? It just feels a bit predatory and manipulative and horrible. Also, no man should look like that at 22. Well, in general, just no in one's g- that good In looking. general. I mean, I've never met anyone who looks like that in terms of he's just got an ageless face. I think he does look a lot older. I think that being that kind of manicured and kind of perfected and sculpted actually does make you look older. I mean, if yeah. I had to guess, I would say like 28, 29. 100%, yeah. Hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I hate Adam. So that's it really. I feel I feel like he's 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 kind of I mean other than that that moment which um you know you could be read as cheeky I think rather than manipulative it depends on your point I mean, of view doesn't a, it. There's a fine line between those two things. I think that in general he has handled the situation with Kendall pretty well. He's been quite sweet and generous at times and mm. he hasn't kind of put pressure on her and he hasn't really given it the big and um, with Niall, I think he's been quite respectful in that case, um, and I think he's kind of. I feel like he's handled himself not that badly. No, I think he's handled himself to the group really well. Like there have been so many bro handshake hugs of like, mm. yeah, I'm really chill. Let's not talk about our feelings and kill ourselves tragically early. That mm. sort of attitude. But I think with Kendall, he's sort of like. He said something earlier that I found really interesting when, so after last night where he said that whole like, oh, we kiss now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kendall comes up to him and says, oh, we haven't really talked today. And he says, 
I think I like us better when we're apart from everyone. <laughs> Which is, again, really like, hey, I only like you when you're cut off from all of your support networks and friends. Maybe yeah. I'm reading too much into it, or maybe I'm not. And maybe he's a very bad man. Well, remember, he is the one who compared himself to Christian Grey early on. Fucking yes, that's true. So our theory of him having a red room, uh, locking her away in it, whipping her to within an inch of her life, it's its kind of it's all starting to add up. It's all very starting to add up. Uh, right, shall we move on to the next next couple? Well, I think, my, lastly, f- finishing up on them. Um, oh, sorry. Kendall, <laughs> sorry. Uh, is that, do we think that Niall and Georgia, uh, who obviously one of the new guys that came in, Niall was waiting to go on a date with her, do you think that's going to send Kendall wild? Hmm. Will she go back to Niall? Will she realise that Adam has no substance? Will she go back for the chat? Will she give us a ray of light to all the guys with good personalities everywhere? I really hope not, because then the incels will have more more ammunition. (laughs) I don't want that. Um, But I think if we're going to... This is a nice segue into our next couple. Mm. I think Haley is playing a very, very good game at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because because earlier she had that chat with Kendall where she said, oh, you know, looks aren't that important. It's all about the chat. It's all about who makes you feel great. I think she wants to get Kendall back on Niall. Mm. And then swoop in, get a bit of Adam. And then Isle can go have an asphyxy wank until he fucking winks out of existence. I think that that's a very strong shout. I think that Haley clearly doesn't like Isle. Um, I think that, that that was obvious. Obviously, yesterday yeah. was it yesterday when they were having the chat and he said, it's a game. And she said, I don't think it's a game. And he said, well, it literally is a game. Um, <laughs> it's literally a reality TV show with a game element. <laughs> But I think that was really clever on Haley's part because she's fucking won the PR battle. Because oh, yeah. she she oh, yeah. knows it's a game. But yeah. he admitted it was a game and now she's got that over him. Absolutely. Easy. Very clever girl, very clever girl. But it was it was I thought I found that one very fascinating to watch because that was the argument of a couple that had been together for four years. <laughs> that, that you know, the way he was like, Oh, why are you always twisting my words? Like that is you know, moved in together, deep wounds. <laughs> like, they've known each other a day. <laughs> They're already arguing like that. But yeah, I think it really, it was a great argument. Um, and I think Isle's kind of, his stick has just completely not worked with her at all. And, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy that some girls find very alluring, that kind of very slow talking, you know, he pretends that, you know, he's mystical and spiritual because he He, hasn't really got a personality he does a lot of that thing where you sort of do the hustle but really slowly to emphasise your words Mm. do you know what I mean like with the open palm and sort of working them over each other to sort of be like oh I'm just I'm not really meaning what I'm saying I'm working it through as I'm saying it so please don't hold me to account for my terrible opinions I'm, I'm unsure about Iowa I think you know I originally I had high hopes for his entertainment value, but I can't really, I can't really see it at the moment. I, f- I feel that like he kind of, not that he had a bit of a, he didn't like. Obviously, no one likes the, the person that they're partnered up with, kind of being sick of their shit. Um, but you know, he really, he really kind of held a bit of a tantrum. I think, 
Um, he yeah. was very, he was clearly very rattled by Haley's comments. Um, and I, I don't know how long he's going to last. I don't know if any of the girls are going to like it. I don't think any of them will, to be fair. Hmm. Or maybe the new girls, because they don't know him. <laughs> and they'll get with him and then be like, oh God, I've made a huge mistake. But I mean, Haley figured him out after a day. It was 24 hours before she, <laughs> she was Just sick like, of him. He's full of shit. Hmm. Well, speaking uh, of other couples that haven't really uh, bonded at all, uh, Samira and Alex um, have yeah. not worked as a couple. And I find the story of Alex very interesting because, obviously, to be completely and utterly seen off twice in the in the opening episode was, frankly, <laughs> superb television. It was incredible. And then the continuing just... Utter devastation. Just bodying after bodying <laughs> after bodying. Culminating in Ailey dodging his kiss. In just, I mean, it's a game where literally everybody just kisses everyone. It doesn't matter. There's no feelings. It's just a laugh. And she still ducks away from him. I think, oh. he, I think he has that effect on everyone in the house where they feel like they know him, but they really wish they didn't. Hmm. No one in that house would talk to that man if he weren't in there. No one. And I think I think he's a really posh boy who's tried so hard to be a lad, tried so hard to get away from Polo, tried so hard to get away from the wishes that his dad's had for him of him to go off and be a doctor. So he went off to uni and he had a threesome and he wants everyone to know about it. He did. He did rather enjoy that, and he was like, "Oh well, maybe now the girls will realise that there's, you know, something else about me." Yeah, I think he he's the kind of guy who got to uni and thought, "I've never done anything exciting in my life," and gets a single tattoo of the Playboy Bunny on his bicep and goes, <laughs> "There, mum, look what your son has become a man." So here's a discussion point. Do you think that the general consensus that he deserves a date or deserves love to be problematic. Oh, 100% yes. No, no one's deserving. Like, everyone needs love, but no one's deserving of it. Mm. I think that's the main thing. And I think... Do you know what? I feel guilty now because I went on the app and I voted for him to have a date, but I think that's because I just wanted him to stop fucking whinging. Mm. I hate him. Like, with every aspect of my being. Just shut up. I don't hate him. I think that he he I mean obviously after bodying like that I think the 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 best way to deal with it is to laugh at yourself and to take it in good humor. And I think you know if it were me I think I don't think a day afterwards I would be going oh I'm sick of this I've got to go. I've, I'm really at the end of my tether. Because that is again throwing your toys out the pram. That is someone totally. who's never had you know and I think this is an interesting theme running through the boys at the moment. They all seem to be quite I mean maybe this is a a kind of a tenant of very, very attractive people that have always got what they wanted. And suddenly they're on TV and people aren't giving them what they want and they're absolutely do not know how to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, 100%. Which, yeah, I think... But, I mean, I don't I don't hate Alex at all. I don't... I don't not as much as you do, anyway. Um, Give it time. I think he needs to... I'll be interested to see what happens with his date um, with Rosie. Obviously, an interesting matchup and purely one... I think made by the public because they both have proper jobs. He's a doctor, she's a solicitor. They go, oh, well, they're clever. They'll, they'll get on. They'll get on. To be fair, when I voted, I voted randomly because there are two new girls in the house. I still can't tell them apart because it's it's 
they've only been shown at the end of the episode when I'm deep in Twitter country. Hmm. I only really pay attention for the first 50 minutes, and after that, I follow it all through Twitter. Good to know. Professionals. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't actually know what they look like. I know that one's brunette and one's blondish, but that's only because that's what I assume. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think every character on the show, you can just, you know, establish them by their type, and that's it. It's fine. All right, okay. She's a fiery brunette. That's all you need to know. Perfect. I don't know and what's the other is. one? A a lively blonde. Brilliant. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I think that that assumption that just because they're two uh, relatively posh people who have good jobs uh, and they'll get on has never been to a dinner party in London. <laughs> because two people with good jobs just because they're boys and girls together it doesn't mean romance is going to fly. <laughs> So then I guess we move on to the slightly more unlikely uh, couple, um, Wes and Laura. So the youngest and the oldest together, uh, age obviously just but a number in this case. And that number is 69. What do you think of Wes and Laura? Why do you think they're the odd couple? Just because of age? I think age, um, I think that she clearly had the hots for Adam straight away. Mm. Um, I think when he chose her uh he used the immortal lines that one on the end oh yeah um which you know as a way to start any romantic relationship is always good mm. um i just never saw that those two together um and i, th- I think even they didn't you know they kind of no. it seems that in the last three episodes they've kind of slowly turned into quite the couple i mean they did they spoon on the first night they've had a little smooch it seemed, I mean, things seem to be progressing. Yeah. Interestingly, you could say the turning point was when it was discovered on the game that Wes once spent £1,000 on a date. It was weird how quickly Laura turned at that moment. There was a very good meme I saw on Twitter with, you know, the picture from the Royal Wedding of Meghan Markle looking like at Harry with this kind of amazed look. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like Laura when she found out Wes spent £1,000 on the first date. <laughs> Solid memes. Solid memes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's weird how in two days they seem to be in full-on marriage of convenience mode. Yeah. Where you've got... They obviously don't love each other. I don't think they even really like each other. And yet Laura's, like, trying to feel... She's trying to build up that self-esteem knockdown of Adam not choosing her by being like... Oh, I know you only got with me because I chose you, but, you know, if I hadn't a step forward, would you? And Wes, who I think uh, has realised he's so boring that he needs uh, someone with a personality next to him just so the public realise that he exists. It's like, Mm. yeah, I love you. Or no, or like, yeah, I would have chosen you even if I were in a barrel of whoever I actually fancy, Carol mm. Vordermans. Is that uh, who 20-year-olds fancy these days? <laughs> I think, no, I read on Wes's blog that he specifically... Rachel Riley's. Oh, okay, Rachel, Rachel Riley. A barrel full of Rachel Riley's. A barrel full of Rachel Riley's and Carol Vordermans. He would have still chosen Laura. But I just, I just don't believe him. But then in the lads' chat at the end, just before the girls came in and when they were psyching each other up, uh, Wes was the one who said, well, you know... This is Love Island, not stick with a person just because you were put with them in the first day island. Which See, 
Not quite as catchy as the classic This is Love Island, Not Friend Island, but, you know, still a great <laughs> epitaph, I think. Yeah, I just don't see a future for them. Wes will be a dark horse. I think Wes, he will be dull, and then he will, out of nowhere, if there's a spare girl hanging around, he will end up snogging her, and it will, it will cause all sorts of scenes, I think. Yeah, yeah. He has no loyalty to Laura. He couldn't give a shit. I don't think he has loyalty to anything. And speaking of heartbreak... Oh no! Oh, our favorite mate. Our f- no, the couple that we wanted to get together, the couple that once we saw them together, we wanted them to blossom. The people's prince and the people's princess, Jack and Danny. Jack and Danny is no more. Jack and Danny with an eye dyer, and the pen. I'm trying to think of a really- the penophile. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh yeah, let's the- keep that. The absolute <laughs> pedophile. Absolute pedophile. The man who had to be forcibly removed from women in his office turns out he's cheated on every girlfriend he's ever had. But to be fair to him, that's only two. Like the the worst damage limitation ever said. Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, I I completely understand Danny's reaction. I mean, obviously in that world, cheating on two people is so it's so normalized. It's so regular. I think, you know, as a man who's watched a lot of TOWIE, you know, cheating is so commonplace. It's, if you don't cheat on your partner, it's it's kind of a rare thing. There's something um, wrong with you, yeah. Exactly. And I think, you know, I, I completely understand why she's retreating into a shell and gone, actually, he's like, just like all the other boyfriends they've ever had. And obviously she's got scars that have run deep. And I just want to hug her. I just want to protect her from all these bad people. I really, yeah. But I also do want her to get so utterly heartbroken that Danny Dyer comes over and fucking kicks the shit out of whoever did it. So, Josh, I'm going to surprise you with something. So there, <gasps> there is there is something that's happened in the last two Love Islands where if you get quite far into it, your parents come in for a day. No. To meet your like partner's parents and stuff. Like a parent-teacher day. So Danny Dyer could potentially come into the Love Island Villa and do bits. Can you imagine? How are they going to explain that away on EastEnders? Just like... (laughs) He has a life outside of EastEnders. No, but I mean, like, because they film, like, constantly. Is Mick just going to... Is Mick Carter just going to be like, oh, I've got to go off. Where? Don't worry about that. I've got to go see about something. He'll go on holiday. He's not on every episode, is he? Um, his presence is felt in every episode. Whether he's actually in it, that's they'll a good just point. they'll just cut together other scenes. He said he's called someone a slag enough times. I'm sure that you could just you know that's true. Cut it all together. Um, yeah, God, put, like I feel really bad for Danny. Yeah, I think she's so pure. <laughs> she's so pure. She's already becoming the nation's sweetheart, and yeah. I'm very glad because I think that the survival of the fittest would have been wasted if she'd stayed in there long. It's kind of almost I'm not saying it's good that she broke her shoulder, but it's almost good that she was saved for Love Island. I think. Yeah, and no, that's... I am gonna say that it was good she broke her shoulder because <laughs> if she had wasted her talent on a show that I'd never even heard of, instead of waiting for the peak series, the most viewed opening episode of ITV2 history or the most viewed episode full stop of ITV2 history Mm, and you finally get the people's princess coming out of her shell and she's been doing just fine gotta gotta be down because she wants it all 
So who do you think? Because obviously she's gonna win Love Island. I think that's yeah. that's pretty clear. And if we kind of match the trajectory of previous Love Island winners, winners, they're gonna they'll break up very soon after the show ends. Yeah. Who in the real world will she go out with? Do you think? Ooh, maybe Tom Hiddleston will do it again just to try and trick the public into not thinking he's gay. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was trying to wrap my brains about this earlier, and I think it needs to be someone with with a lot of personality, um, but also someone in, in the pub. You know, could could they be whoever she goes out with? Could they be the new Posh and Bex? You know, is there a low level footballer who's single uh, and ready to become the nation's you know sweetheart with her? I feel like you've got someone in mind. Well, I'm trying to rack through the England team at the moment, and I think most of them are... There's a lot of childhood sweethearts in there. I don't know how many of them are single lads on the run, so I need to do my uh, research for the next episode. And we'll work it out. Please uh, suggest, tweet us at at streampod if you have any suggestions for who Danny will hook up with on the outside world. Yeah, right, I think that's about... Do you have anything else to say about Jack? Um, other than the fact that he's a complete and utter pedophile, um, <laughs> no, I'm. I, I think Jack. Um, I thought it was interesting tonight. Um, after Danny kind of told him that that they were just going to be friends, he was clearly devastated. Um, I did feel for him. He um did the classic lad brushing it off, and then went yeah. to the diary room and said how devastated he was. And it, you know, it was it was genuinely real. He's fallen under her spell as much as everyone else has. Um, you can't blame him for that. I think uh, it's going to be interesting now to see, as there's so many boys, you know, Isle, Alex, Jack, I mean, even Wes to an extent, a kind of, and Niall obviously as well, are all going to be swarming like flies around shit in terms of Georgia and Rosie. I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, very true. And, you know, are any of the other girls now going to recouple with anyone else? Who knows? Samira, what's she going to do? I don't know. I just yeah. don't. I just don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I think you know. Lastly, we can finish on Georgia and Rosie, who just come in. Uh, obviously, yeah. we don't know a lot about them. Um, Georgia seemed very confident, very in with the lads. Um, seemed like she had a bit going about her. Uh, Rosie, a bit more reserved. Um, but again, she you knows she's a solicitor. Is is her career ever going to be the same? I mean, definitely not. Hundred percent no. not. As a as a comparison, if you break your leg and you get brought into A&E and Alex is looking over you with his stupid fucking entitled face and he goes oh let me just I could fix your leg for you I would take losing it for, to gangrene over letting him touch me that's how much I hate him and that's how much his his career is in the shitter at this point because he's proven himself to be an entitled little worm man so next episode will be more positive. <laughs> I know feedback on the on the previews were oh yeah this was funny and uplifting. <laughs> Tonight's episode has been uh, he's a little worm and I hate him. <laughs> if anyone disagrees, feel free to tweet us as Nick said at t r e a m p o d Tream Pod. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends, please. Ask them to give us a listen. Yeah, uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave reviews on iTunes if you can. It really does make a massive difference. Uh, so we can 
you know, get some protein shake uh, sponsorships, just like the guys from Love Island. Exactly. I'd really like to design a website for free. So the quicker you can get us on that Squarespace money. The... Oh my God, you know what I want? What do you want? A Lisa mattress. Ooh. That would be good. I've just bought a new mattress. I say just six months ago. It's too soon to get a new one. I don't think it is. Not with the company of Elisa. Start be giving him free publicity. <laughs> Please contact me. I am willing to do anything for money. Same. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, subscribe, tell your friends, and we will be back probably sometime soon <laughs> soon we're gonna try and uh, keep this to maybe twice a week so uh if you think that's too much or too little please get in touch and uh we will see you soon love ya bye love you bye, bye.